Midweek Muscle Podcast. Midweek. The Midweek Muscle Podcast starts now. Hey, everybody. This is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the Midweek Muscle. If this is your first time here, welcome. We need you. We need all of you, and we need all of your ears. As promised, I usually come at you guys hard with a with a special guest or two somewhere along the line somewhere along the way because their story is amazing and I want you guys to hear and feel what I feel when I'm talking to them so I'm bringing you yet again another guest ready to just share a story like I want to introduce her so bad so you guys know who she is but I'm going to leave that up to her so that way she can introduce herself and quite frankly uh, she's a really good friend of mine, so I expect this interview to be nothing but fun, dynamic, and just all around just well-balanced, and I hope you get the same level of enjoyment out of hearing us dialogue here, too. So without further ado, I'm going to turn this over, and uh, welcome, guest. Hello, everyone. As Jonelle said, she is one of my best friends. She was in my wedding last year. Um, she is the person that I go to when I need the hard truth about the crap I pull in my marriage, at work, and in relationships. So oh, stop. <laughs> this should be a fun one for you guys. Um, so I am Kirby Overton. I am a... Jack of all trades, I guess. Um, Legit jack of all trades. <laughs> I teach. I'm a f- assistant professor at the University of Finley in the College of Business. So I teach business courses full time. I'm also a track coach for the University of Finley. Um, I have a blog called Kirby Day by Day. Um, please go to it, subscribe, check it out. Um, it is just about my daily life marriage, work, personal issues, um, anything that you can think of is kind of thrown in there. So I haven't really narrowed it down to one specific topic yet. It's just like the title says, Kirby Day by Day. It's the things that I go through on a daily basis. Um, As I said, I'm a, I guess, still newlywed. It's been a little bit over a year, but, oh, and I'm working on my doctorate. So that's all <laughs> oh, just and by, by the way. <laughs> so that's my life in a nutshell. Um, you got me over here sweating. <laughs> like <legit>. literally. <laughs> like I'm wiping my forehead and just listening to everything that you do. So wait, but let's back up. Let's back up. What like you just do so much, so it's hard to even say that all of that came out just then. So let's let's just start off the top. What was your first job? My first job ever? Ever. Ever, ever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my first job was working at Kroger when I was 14. What did you do? I, was, I started off as a bagger, and then I was a cashier. Um, I just took that job because I saw my oldest brother. He, well, not my oldest brother. My brother was two years older than me. He started working at Kroger when he was 14. And he was able to buy, like, jeans, shoes, all the cool stuff that he wanted. So I figured if I want the same thing, I need to go ahead and get a job and so I can support my shopping habit that I had at 14. 
Starting early. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You've seen my closet. <laughs> yeah, like in those like 15,000 sunglasses that you have. Like, why do you need all of these? Like, I can look at your, I can look at your shoe collection and, and pretty much guess that you have way more than what's being exposed. Well, I've moved on to lip gloss and lipstick that, that I collect. I and, not, <laughs> and not so much the sunglasses anymore. Oh man, I just remember you'd have desks upon desks. But anyway, so you went so you you had a knack for just going after the things that you want. Like clearly, I know that of you, but you know, our our, our listeners don't. So talk to us about what did your first job like? What are you went after your first job, but did that teach you anything or did it like help you set the framework for what you wanted to continue to do with your life? Like when did you sort of figure all that stuff out? Well, my first job definitely showed me that I did not want to be in, like, retail or anything like that for the rest of my life. Wah, wah. <laughs> I know that that was your first love, but, but the, it taught still me is, that. Still is, still um, is. But my first job really taught me the value of money, and working at such a young age taught me, you know, that... I really do have to work for the things that I want, and it taught me to save, um, and as it really taught me that as long as I can put forth an, a good effort and show that I'm willing to do my part, then the people that are around me would be more willing to help me. And do you think that's true now? Absolutely. Um, I mean... All the things that I do, especially my husband, he really sees on a daily basis the the grind that goes into what I do. So when I come home from work, sometimes, you know, he'll start heating up dinner or occasionally, not so much anymore. I guess he's gotten comfortable, but he, used to, <laughs> <laughs> he would run me baths, have a glass of wine. So he'll, stu- he'll still do that sometimes. But he really, you know, he's he really does a good job of balancing me and seeing like all the effort that I put in at work at, you know, in my school with my family and everything. And he really tries to counter that and make sure that I'm taken care of. Cause you know, when you take care of so many other people and do for other people, then who's there to take care of you. So he does a good job of that with me. And I hope you're doing the same to take care of him too. Yeah. You sound like a one-way street <laughs> over here. You know. <laughs> Disclaimer, yes, it is a two-way street. You should be you should be taking care of each other. We take care of each other. He knows. He uh, knows. All right. As long as he knows because you're doing and not just knowing because you're sort of putting it out in the like atmosphere. I mean, he gets a lot of shout-outs in my blog, so. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. So, I mean... Let's let's think about it and thank you for sharing like what the framework of like what your first job has set you up for today. And I know a lot of that we say that our jobs bring us a lot of knowledge base and like our family life helps to, you know, bring that full circle and make it well balanced. But let's just just for everyone to discover who you are. Tell us where you were this time last year. Like, what were you doing this time last year? I had gotten married a couple weeks ago in Vegas Literally a newlywed. Uh, just finished the second year. No, just finished the first year of doctoral work. And um, 
you know, really getting into this swing of being full-time faculty member. And if anybody is full-time faculty, you know, the second year of that is when they really throw everything at you as far as serving on committees, advising students, all of that. So I was really getting into the swing of things there. Um, but yeah, that's where I was. That's pretty much where I was this time last year. I think. How did you get to be where you are today? Like all of that, like how, like you're married, you're, you're, you're a doctorate student, you're a professor, you're writing a blog. Like how did that come to be what it is today? I don't know. Like, I feel like, <laughs> honestly, like, I feel like a lot of things in my life is just like happenstance and I just wake up one morning, I'm like, oh, it would be cool to do this. And then I figure out how to get it done. Like I talk to people that have done it before. I'm just like, all right, well, is this something I want to do? I pray about it. I go for it. For example, the current job that I'm in, I was, I had taken time off like three years from teaching and I was a full-time track coach. I teach at my alma mater and they actually reached out to me um, one year and said, hey, we want you to come back and teach in the College of Business. And I was like, yeah, you know, that sounds good, but I don't want to really give up coaching. So then the next year they came back and they had created a position for me. I would get a little release from teaching and coaching was a part of my contract. So I'm like, all right, cool. Best of both worlds. I can, I can do both. And that's how I fell into the role of full-time faculty. And like I said, it's not oh, I want to be a full-time professor at some point in my life. It just kind of happened. I just kind of fell into it. With my blog, it was, you know, I want to write a book one day. How do I get there? We actually spoke to the same person before, prior to starting your podcast and me at writing my blog, and she just said, you know, it's something that you just have to start. Like, you should start with, if you want to write a book, you should start with a blog, get a following, and then write a book, like write your book from that standpoint. And I just said, I think it was what, like a week later, and I had my website up and running. So it was one day after church, the pastor actually spoke about breaking through your glass ceiling and the things that stop you from doing what you want to do and yeah, how like... first post. Yeah, oh, and yeah. how fear can be a roadblock for a lot of people in doing what they want to do. So after that, I'm like you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go for it. So we came home from church, started looking at different sites, started looking at different domain names and just kind of went for it and never looked back. You know, I remember sitting down with Kirby having a very intimate conversation about what's next and what now, and, you know, getting the fulfillment out of our careers and our lives that we're aiming for, but how to do that in a way that allows us to still be good in our current positions and, 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 and branch out into doing something different. Like you can get there by yourself, but it becomes incredibly difficult. But having someone in the valley with you, just trying to figure it out and trying to work through it, you get a way to compare notes and to sort of bounce ideas off of one another, you know, to help you get started. And it was literally after that conversation with the woman who, who said just, you know, sometimes you just have to jump in and do it. The biggest thing that I took away from that was the upside down, down triangle. Like, why are you doing this? And what's the end goal? Like hashtag end game. Like, what, what are you doing this for? And when we realized how this may be a small step in the 
bigger picture, it's still a step that we have to take and everything can't be perfect. Right. What did, did you take that away too? Yeah. And mm. just about, and I think fear of rejection was a big thing for both of us. Oh my gosh. It's every day. <laughs> every still, day. Yeah, still. Absolutely. Cic- cyclically. And, and I think we kind of, cause we had talked for a little bit after that conversation with her. And I think we both just came to the conclusion that this is something that you, it's not going to be for everyone, so you have to do it for yourself, yeah. but at the same time, you're going to be reaching out to people, and people are going to connect with you, yeah. and they're going to relate to you in, in different ways. And it's just hearing you talk about how all that transpired just makes me reflect on how our lives have just been so parallel. For, the, for, like, for a long time. Past, especially like the past year. It's like everything that I go through, you're going through. So it's just, and like you said, it's important to have people that hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. But it's so, like, it makes life so much easier and it makes things so much easier to do when you have someone there that is, you know, can relate to you and can empathize with you. And you know when you call them, they're either going to say, they're either going to call you on your crap and tell you, <laughs> you know, you need to suck it up and get it together. Or they're going to say, I'm going through the exact same thing. This is what helped me get through. Yeah. Uh, Cause I know we compare notes like that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, oh, really good feeling moment. <laughs> All right. Enough with the mushy stuff. We're moving on. Do you feel like you're following your dream right now? You know, I absolutely love what I'm doing. Like I love <laughs> my, I love Woo! my job. Overall, I really do on a regular basis feel like I am doing exactly what God put in my life to do. It's just it's so it's it's interesting because I was just having opposite thoughts in my mind about this blog last week. And I'm like, <laughs> nobody's going to read this. Like nobody's interested in it. There, If I stopped posting, nobody would care. And it's just like that internal conflict that you have all the time. Cause you asked me like, do I feel like I'm following my dream? Yes. Am I falling into my purpose? I absolutely feel like that. But then I think I'm in the same breath. I'm like, how do I know that this is really my purpose? How do, how do I know that I'm really doing the right thing? And I have a lot of internal conversations and internal conflicts, but I do I feel like I'm doing what I was called to do. Well, and I think that's how you know, right? Like I think that's how you know you're 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 following in your purpose is because when asked, there's no hesitation. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I'm doing it. So like that in and of itself is a blessing and a wonder and a charm because I mean I can guarantee you I can talk to a number of people who are doing things and doing important things but they still don't feel like it's right. purposeful or fulfilling so that in and of itself is amazing to hear and and thank you for sharing that because it's, sometimes it's hard to say yeah I feel like I'm doing everything that I that I feel blessed to do but I still struggle, like I still have my internal conflict. So I think that's brave to share. And I know that 
Mm-hmm. I know that. Mm-hmm. It's like that Batman and Robin picture, you know, like where the Batman is like slapping Robin. Like, I thought I told you, get out of here. <laughs> right. Like, I feel like that sometimes <laughs> when you call on the phone. But I know it's an outlet and, I, and we all need outlets sometimes. So uh, that's that's awesome. That's awesome, Curb. So tell us about a time when you're, where your head told you something different from your heart. Now, listeners, like the midweek muscle was created uh, because your head and your heart are the two, like one of the two strongest muscles in your body, using those in a way where they're aligned with each other helps you to overcome whatever that fear is that is holding you up or holding you back. And it's an an incredibly difficult thing to do. And, And so the midweek muscle was created to sort of help share stories on how we can help better align our head and our hearts. Just like you train your bodies to be fit, you got to train your 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 spirit and, and your mind to do the same thing. Um, so tell us about a time where your head told you something different from your heart. And uh, what did you do about it? It's hard to think of one specific time because I think that so often there's things that you want to do, but you don't know if you should do them. Like I am, I'm a very spiritual person and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I keep, I try to keep God at the center of my life. So with almost everything that I do with a lot of that things that I do, I kind of second guess myself sometimes. And I think, is this really like, is this really where I'm supposed to be? Is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Um, mm-hmm. case in point, doctoral work. I'm working on my dissertation, um, you know, and I'm, I'm studying, my research is in diversity in higher education mm-hmm. and, but I teach business classes and, <laughs> <laughs> Gotta start somewhere. and your doctoral work is supposed to align with what you, what you teach. Yeah. So I just, I had a moment where I'm just like, is this what I'm really supposed to be studying? Is this just a waste of my time? You know, I think how I get through a lot of the things that I question myself is just through prayer. Mm-hmm. But this one specific thing I really just prayed about, what can I do with this? What can I do with my research? There's so much going on in the world right now with diversity, being empathetic to others and understanding other people there, I can branch out and do so many other things mm-hmm. and still teach what I teach. That question just reminded me of like, sometimes you just feel so small and it's like, yeah. how can I make this big impact that I feel like I might be called to make? You're kind of pulled in two different directions because you're like, I'm just one person and I'm just one small person in this whole universe. How can I do how can I accomplish what it is that I think I'm supposed to be accomplishing in life? And people tell me this even in my personal situation, and I know that you believe this too. Even if you've touched a small number of people, like one isn't right. even enough. And I know that you've touched more than just one person. So you're doing big things, even on a scale that you think is sizably small. It's not small at all. Right. If there's If there's one piece of advice that even just one listener could take away, maybe it were advice to your younger self, what would that piece of advice be? That's a good question. Um, 
You gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> That's a good question because it makes, like, it really makes you think and reflect on your life and where you've come from and where you, where you want to go. Yeah. Uh, one piece of advice. I have a few, but, <laughs> but one piece of advice is, and what we touched on earlier about not letting fear and rejection overcome your life and overcome your willingness and your desire to go out and do the things that you want to accomplish in life. If I let fear take over my life and stop me and hinder me from doing the things that I want to do, I would not be anywhere close to where I'm at at this point in my life. And I don't think I'm a success by any means. I had one of my old athletic directors ask me to come and speak at the college that he teaches at. And he was like, can you just talk about, you know, how you got to be successful and how you got to be to the point where you are now? And the first thing that I told those students was, you know, he asked me to come and speak about my success. And I think I have a lot that I want to accomplish, and I think that I have a long way to go. Um, But fear can really stop you and hinder you from even taking that step to get to to get to the next place. Mm -hmm. Um, Another I know you asked me for one, but I have a couple. Another piece of advice is just and you touched on this earlier is surround yourself with like-minded people Mm -hmm. and I don't mean people that you know think that are going to be your yes people and are going to think the exact same way as you and tell you oh yeah you're doing this right you're doing this great but I mean people that are driven like you and have similar goals and that can hold you accountable for for what you say you want to do those people at the end of the day are going to be the ones who are going to be your biggest supporters at the same time are going to be able to give you constructive crit. They're going to care enough to give you constructive criticism mm-hmm. and care enough to see you accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And then my last one is <laughs> I work in, I work You're in not going to throw shade either. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> So I always work in threes. So my last one is don't be afraid to be open with people and tell them what you want. Even if it's outside of your network, like your own personal network, don't be afraid to reach out to people that you might not necessarily know, but who have been successful in doing the things that you want to do and tell them what you want to accomplish and where you want to go and uh, what you want to do in your life. Because those people are going to give you unbiased advice. And that can be some of the most valuable advice that you can receive. So what if I'm like starting from like nowhere and I don't even know where to start? How do you how do you find those people? LinkedIn. (laughs) And what if I don't have computer access? Then what? Talk. You have to talk to people. Go to go to networking events. Um, Talk to you. I mean, everybody knows somebody. Mm -hmm. And. You, we know what the six degrees of separation, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> that one. Yeah, like you're like you're you're connected to everyone right. in the world through seven people, six or seven people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So everybody knows somebody, and those people that you know know other people. So if you're like if you don't have 
networking events in your area where you can go out and you know, talk to young professionals or whatever it may be. Um, start small. Start with those people that you surround yourself with and talk to them. Tell, Be open with them and tell them what it is that you want to accomplish. And majority of the time, if they know someone that can help you, they're going to put you in contact with that person who can help you. I'm all in in my doctoral work. So it goes back to that. And I'm doing snowball sampling and Mm. snowball sampling is you interview one person. Then you say, Hey, do you know anyone else that I could reach out to? Mm. And it's the same, it's the same premise. It's the same. And it's awkward. (laughs) It can be really awkward, but it's just, you have to put yourself out there and ask people questions and pick their brains and ask them, you know, tell them what you want. And it can get a little tricky sometimes too, right? Because if you're not surrounded by the right people, being vulnerable to those people uh, will make you question your security or your trust in them because you feel like they're going to steal your idea or steal your, 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 your way of doing things. And really it should be if you if your team is willing to do the same things that you are to get ahead or advance, then the more the merrier, because the more that your team advances, you advance. But if you're not around those type of people that don't want to see you advance and don't want to see you move on or do better, then then you may have to think about the networks that you're in. And, and I kind of heard something interesting this week when I was talking to someone is like the whole idea of you saying start small, how start with your immediate closest friends and what's their full name and what do they do for a living? And if you don't know those answers, find them out. And then what do their parents, what are their parents' names and what do their parents do for a living? Because you might find the answers may be already in your circle if it's a trustworthy circle. Right. And if you have quote unquote friends that you feel like you can't be vulnerable with, then they're not your friends. So, so I mean, you, <laughs> you said you keep it real. Okay. <laughs> you kind of got to, and it's okay to let people go. It's okay to remove people from your life. Um, there's this quote I always see that, and I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's something to the effect of how God puts people in your life at just the right time. And when they've served their purpose, you'll know. And you'll know that it's time wow. for you to okay. move on. Wow. Wow. I guess when you put it like that, it's true. You know, you, it's so hard to let go of something comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's too comfortable and not allowing you to thrive, you may have to think about where that relationship is going from there or the purpose that it serves in your life. You're right. Right. And yeah. I'm not saying just use your friends and dump them, but you, you thank know you those, for that clarification. Yes. <laughs> you know, those relationships that you, that kind sometimes just naturally fade out and sounds like you've been through this a time or two before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and there've been times where I try to go back and resolve or not resolve cause it wasn't really anything that happened, but try to, you know, recall good times with them and build build our relationship and our friendship back up but it just you're just at two different points in your life mm-hmm. and you never really get back on the same page yeah um, well, that's fair so I know you listen to the uh, the podcast so thank you for that I always want to share my thanks and, and and my appreciation you're part of the reason why this thing even got up and started so hearts up hearts up <laughs> so Last but not least, muscle moments. You hear me talk about it from time to time. Um, Muscle moments are where you stimulated your head and heart to overcome an obstacle or hardship that you faced. 
that ultimately would have left you in a different place or worse off had you not chose to overcome it. Tell us your last muscle moment, what that was, what you did about it. Um, my last muscle moment, well, it's kind of personal, but I'll share it. So uh, my husband and I have been trying to get pregnant for, you know, almost a year now. Next month it'll be, well, November it'll be a year. And um, we, you know, like we've gone and done the preliminary testing and those types of things and everything's fine. Like we haven't done any of the intrusive stuff. Um, But, you know, I'm just, I pray about it. I'm like, is this just are we not meant to be parents? Is this just not the right time and we need to wait on you? Um, what do you, what do you want us to do, Lord? Like what, what is it that you want us to do? So I was, and I know I've shared a lot of this with you. Um, but I was just kind of at my breaking point with it, you know, just crying, heartbroken about everything. Cause I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of spoiled. So I want what I no. want. <laughs> no way. I want what I want when I want it. <laughs> and this is something that I have no control over. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely zero control over. And mm-hmm. it kills me. Like mm-hmm. it breaks my heart because I know if I do what I'm supposed to do and I work my butt off, then I'm going to accomplish what I want to accomplish. But this I have like. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the control, the control freak in me. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was at the point of pretty much just giving up on it and just saying, you know, we're, we're not going to have the baby or anything. Um, and I talked to my husband and, you know, he, he said some clarifying things that just let me know that he's still on board and that this is something that he still wants. And he said, you know, if by the time that you're done with your doctorate degree, if we haven't gotten pregnant, like we'll go to a fertility specialist and we're going to have kids one way or another. Mm. How cute. He's so good with kids. He is. is so good with kids. And it just warms my heart so much. He's, just, he's he's an all around good man. Yeah, yeah he he so. definitely is. So that just that little. I feel and like I, I'm married to him too a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I know he takes your bags to your car, <laughs> warms up the car. Right. <laughs> he likes my posts too. Right. Like he supports me on all the platforms too. <laughs> but having that little bit of. You know, just those encouraging words. And I know he didn't even think that it was anything special that he said. But just knowing that, you know, he he wants the same things that I want, that kind of pulled me out of that funk. And him telling me, we'll, we'll have our kids one way or another, mm-hmm. just made me feel really confident mm-hmm. about parenthood with him and life in general with him and knowing that we're on the same page and we want the same things. <sighs> How wonderful is that? Uh, I, I'm not filled with envy, um, but I definitely, you make me want to be envious over that. I'm like so happy for you guys because you guys really are working this thing out called life together. So uh, that's truly, truly a good a muscle moment. Um, and, you know, let that be a lesson for any of us, whether you're in a relationship or not, you know. That same alignment takes work and is hard, um, but through 
of good communication, you know, you can work out just a little bit of anything. And a lot of patience too, because I think we just heard it best. When you get impatient, you get frustrated, you start crying, you start yelling. Um, and simply, you just have to step outside of yourself for a little bit and think about it. What What is it that I can impact right now? And what is it that I need to try to work through or get my mind right about? Um, I think we heard a lot of that out of today's uh, talk with Kirby. I think we heard a lot of that. Overcoming fear, surrounding yourself with a good network of people, going after the things that you want and not allowing, allowing fear to hang you up. Um, and then ultimately, you know, being vulnerable about what it is that you're struggling with and, and what that end result could look like if you if you get out of your own way. Um, and for that, like, thank you for, for all of that. That was so, I was nervous about interviewing somebody that I like really like knew like really hardcore. And it, 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 like these, these sessions are always so inspiring for me and they just always leave me with goosebumps. So hearts up, hearts up. You talked a lot about this blog, and I want people to be able to find you. So tell us, how do we find this blog? Tell us what it's about. Like, let's let's go all in so we can get support around this blog. So I started the blog, and I think I mentioned this at the beginning, but I started this blog just as a kind of as a release for me, but at the same time, just knowing all the things that... I deal with and that I go through and all the many hats that I wear and women as a whole wear so many hats on a daily basis. So I started this blog to let people know that, you know, they're not alone in some things that they're going through and some things that they're struggling with, some things that they're dealing with on a daily basis. That's what the blog is all about. And I talk about things from marriage to work to, um, friendships to persevering through things that is I mean that's the basis of the blog um, you can find it at kirbydaybyday.com I post on social media such as Facebook um, it's just under my normal name Kirby Overton on Facebook on Instagram it's at daybyday underscore 108 so if you Go to the go to my webpage, kirbydaybyday.com, and uh, just scroll down towards the bottom, and you can enter your email address. You will be subscribed to it. So the only thing that I send out in emails are my actual post. Make sure when you go on, if you like what you see, subscribe, 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 and share it, and have them subscribe, and just continue to spread the news like wildfire. And that's all that I have for you today, guys. Sharing the holidays with people you love and trust and, and, and people that can share these stories with you to help get you inspired as you're getting ready to turn a page into the new year. We need that. We need a lot of warm and fuzziness right now. So um, get yourself connected. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for listening and giving us your ears and your time and your attention. And as always, you can find The Midweek Muscle on Facebook and Instagram at The Midweek Muscle. You can find us on Twitter at Midweek Muscle 
Or if you want to email me or hit me up directly, find me at jz at themidweekmuscle.com. You can also visit the website, www.themidweekmuscle.com, and you can just keep posted or visit old posts from other from other times and, and review and, and have discussion on the discussion board there as well. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your energy. Let's take those words of encouragement that Kirby gave us. Let's not allow fear to hold us back. Let's be vulnerable about what it is we really want to do. And let's find an initiative to go out there and do it. And until next time, hearts up and let's go.